Imagine, imagine winning the opportunity to row across the Atlantic Ocean with adventurer and pioneering explorer, Rian Mansa. Just you and him in a seven meter rowing boat going across the Atlantic. <laughs> it's like you've watched Rian. He's explored um, all sorts of different uh, territories. He's been on so many different adventures. He cycled 34,000 kilometers around the perimeter of the African continent. And we all remember those adventures getting arrested and just some of the things that happened along that journey. He kayaked around both Madagascar and Iceland. And he also successfully crossed the Atlantic and uh, with his wife, with his wife, he did that before with Vasti, uh, his wife. And uh, they became the first people to row from mainland Africa to mainland North America. And Vasti became the first woman from this continent to have rowed across any ocean. So earlier on this year, there was a call. A call was put out for entrants to win a chance to, I guess, live their dream and join Rian. Uh, this December on an odyssey across the Atlantic Ocean, rowing across the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> so Rian Mansa is here together with the winner. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you, Fanavihile. I'm scared to look at you because of what you're about to do. Yo, good afternoon, guys. Hi. Afternoon, afternoon, Hi, Welcome to the show. Thank you. So, I don't know where to start. So, Rian, did your wife say to you, no way in <laughs> hell am I doing this again? Is that um, what no, happened? I think definitely. She's definitely not going to climb back into that rowing boat. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I love it when you said, you know, it allowed people to dream. I, was, I went through a real guilt phase in the beginning of that selection process because yeah. there was like 15,000 people that applied to do this row. So if you could just imagine, I mean, the biggest shows you see on TV, Azania, they don't even get that type of application. And um, essentially, I just knew that there was only going to be one person and there was only going to be one person that could win this prize. And I felt very guilty. But one thing I did realize, and it just ties in with what you said, mm-hmm. our opening this opportunity to South Africans allowed so many people to dream. Yes. Funners in the hot seat, though. Yeah, I remember we had the masterclass with you about how to kind of get into this, how to do it. And we yeah. had so much curiosity. So this just, uh, the number of, or the volume of entrance that you received just tells you yes. that this is what people dream about. This is what we fill up our time thinking about. True, true. So, Fanale Parker from Soweto <laughs> was the winner. Hey, hey. AOC. So when you heard this call, what, 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 tell me about you before that, before that, what was going on? Okay. Um, uh, thank you for, for inviting me here. So mm-hmm. I'm actually from Kwakwa. I'm a boy from Kwakwa, recently moved to Soweto. So I entered the Odyssey. I was in Soweto. Okay. And the Soweto Where in Kwakwa? Yes. I'm a Chaba boy. Yes. So, um, my wife is the one that showed me this. So, but before that, my work basically is a personal development coaching. Yes. I love adventure. I do a lot of hikes. I've camped in the Drakensberg, snowy conditions. So I've been through some tough times. So when this call came out and my wife showed me this, she's like, would you like to enter this? I was like, okay, I would. Are you yes. sure you want me to enter this? She said, yeah. So we entered and we're, I wasn't really sure I was going to make it that far until the top 10 list came out. Yes. That's when I really took it serious. So I wasn't really sure what they were looking for. To be honest, Rian, what really were you know. looking for? Because to get through fifteen thousand entries yeah. and then to bring them down to what fifty and then ten, 10 yeah. and then what was it five? 
It was, yeah. We I think those were the stages, right, along yeah. the way. What were you looking for? So, you know, what was important was, first of all, to put people, the 15,000, make them jump through hoops. Because <laughs> I didn't want to take somebody who would say, when we made them jump through another hoop, to say, that's not worth it. I wanted people to say, this is worth it. Let me fill in another form. Let yes. me add another video. Let me jump through more <laughs> hoops. Because... I was saying to my wife, you know, we, we like the enthusiasm South Africans have shown. I'm just pouring cold water on this. But when we got to about, I'd say, the top 100, it was so difficult. I actually walked away at that stage. I remember the judges, the judges sitting. It, we had to leave it to them. I wanted to give some input because I'm going to spend two months with Fano on a small boat. Yeah. I wanted to know who, who this person was going to be. I wanted to influence. Mm. But, yeah, I just rather just left it for them because those 100, I tell you, Probably any of those hundred could have been worthy people. But you asked what we were looking for. I think I know what I was looking for. Somebody that was tenacious, Mm -hmm. somebody that was authentic and somebody that would um, make the make most of this opportunity. That's what I was looking for. The judges, Cizwe and Lova's Olympic gold medalist at rowing. He was looking maybe for something else in Fana. My wife was looking for something else, etc. But. That's South Africans have got guts, eh? We've, we've, we've gutsy people, and I think that's what we had in everybody. Yeah, so do you remember the process? What, what yeah, so once we got to the top 10, yeah. um, I just thought, I wanted to myself, why? And then we went to a boot camp in Cape Town. In Cape Town, yeah. I didn't really know what they were looking for until the first presentation that Rian made. Mm. And then that's when I took the competitive mind completely away because I realized they're not looking for competition. They're looking for someone who can get through things. So that's, I put my uh, happy face on. And I played. Yes. Because first of all, I had never been in the deep ocean before. Mm-hmm. There is no ocean up there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Secondly, yeah. uh, I had never uh, done any water sport. Mm-hmm. Any water sport. This was my first time doing any water sport. So I went there to learn more than anything. So every challenge they gave us for me was a learning opportunity. <laughs> so I had fun. I had a great time. There was nowhere where I felt like um, I was being too challenged. In fact, I was looking forward to the challenge. So I think that's what they were looking for as well. I mean, um, take into consideration the ocean. Yes. That's, that's what it's going to be like every yes. day. So yes. if I change my mood depending on what the storm is like, then that's not the person that Rian would want to roll with. I need to be uh, one constant person regardless of what happens. Oh my goodness. So because, uh, <laughs> because of my work as well, it makes it easier for me to do that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so let's talk about this water situation. Yeah. Right. Uh, so you, I was looking at a picture of you literally in a little kayak mm-hmm. in the ocean. Uh, so your comfort, your, your, your comfort levels. With water, where are we? Swimming and water sport? I was so scared. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot really see it in that picture. But um, that was actually the first day. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know how to kayak. So we were partnered with other people. So the other lady had kayaked before. So I asked her to take the front. So I needed to model her. First of all, that that's the thing. Secondly, my swimming, I only swam in the pool. That's where I was comfortable. I never swam in, in the, the ocean. Yes. So the currents are strong. You and me. Yeah, so... <laughs> That was the first part where my fear was tested until a moment where we had to tie the kayak onto, into the pier mm-hmm. and then get into the water and swim. And then our, 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 our peddler, our all went into the water and Rian said, you cannot leave the boat if your oar is in the water. Now the lady was busy tying the boat. I was the only one left. Had I had to be a it. team player and I had to jump into the water. Oh man, <laughs> that was like the longest 
two seconds of my life. Because <laughs> then I had to jump in. I had the, the, the float on, yeah. but yeah. I didn't know whether this was going to save me or not. Until I saw myself coming out, then I was like, oh, okay, I'm alive. Sharp. Let me just do the work. <laughs> I'm alive. So uh, it was a bit challenging. But after that, then I got a bit um, settled with the water. Yes. Because every day become, became harder and harder. So my swimming is not there yet. Mm. I'm still not good uh, at swimming. But as part of the process, I'm going to improve on my swimming. Let's talk about that. How are you going to pre- to prepare Fana Figile for things like that? Yeah, so Fana has got the right attitude. That's the first start. If mm. Fana had the wrong attitude, it would be very difficult for me. So he's got the right attitude. I, I have also asked him just to be honest. I, I've said to him, you know, we're sitting in a space where we're going to throw you in front of a Nazania. We're going to throw you in front of um, South Africa. And people want to know who this guy is that yes. has got this, this probably the biggest prize, Azania, that that's ever been offered in South Africa, the value and the opportunity combined. Mm-hmm. And they're going to know about Fana and um, what his skills and lack of skills are. He can't swim that well. That's not a deal breaker because he can he can manage, but he's not confident. So Ray Nietling kindly has agreed to be his coach. So can you imagine? <laughs> he gets a he gets a swimming coach and it lands up being Rake Nitling. You, you know? <laughs> Gold medal. Gold medalist, <laughs> exactly being your coach. When does that start? Uh, next, next week. week. Yeah, next week, week you're going to start spending time with Rake to yes. swim. Yes. They've got a wonderful foundation in Cape Town. So Rake partners with um, the Princess of Monaco, yes, so Charlene. And yeah. they're teaching, you'd always you just imagine it's just the little kids in the townships who can't swim and they're, they're going out there and helping. No. They, they, they're getting the culture of people being afraid of water mm-hmm. and they're reaching out into huge, huge territories and regions that people would never have um, thought of. So we're partnering with them as well. And fun is going to have fun, but I think Rake and them are going to be tough on him. Oh, yeah, I look forward to it. <laughs> I, mean, honestly, I love, I love challenges. I love being pushed beyond my own limits. Yes. Um, that's what I do anyway when I do my coachings. I run a seminar called Mind Refinery. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do in my sessions. So for me to be able to help others, I also need to be pushed. I need to be coached beyond my own limits. Yes. So when he says it's going to be tough on me, then I just look forward to Bring new, it on. new limits, you know? Yeah. New limits. I, I intend on expanding as much as I can. So what has this meant for your life? Now, as in, because it's, it, it would mean a departure from the plans you had, the things you were committed towards. Uh, it, it doesn't really deter from my, my life plan. Um, mm-hmm. my life plan has always been to be as big as I can. So what, what, what I'd asked for before, I mean, to the universe was I felt I was being stuck. I felt like I needed uh, something bigger. I didn't know what it was until this came. Right. Right. So when I got it, if Rian remembers, I actually was in tears. One of the reasons I was in tears was because I'd actually found my next teacher. Mm-hmm. So I, I look forward to him teaching me as much as I, uh, as much as he can teach me and the ocean also being a, a teacher for me. But as part of my work, it's me teaching African young people. Uh, the intention is to make us reach our full potential. Yes. So if I can do that for me, then I can do it for many others. So that's what it means for me. I, I'll be bigger. And I'll reach more people. Absolutely. Gosh. So, Rian, you have quite, uh, you've been tasked then with this incredible role. And when Fana is talking about the ocean, I think of, you know, just the kind of reverence we need to have for nature when we go into it in this kind of fashion. Um, whether you're hiking, you ask the mountain for safe passage, mm. you approach it with that kind of reverence. So, talk to me about that side of this aspect of adventuring where you are. At the mercy, of course, of natural elements. Um, and just that 
constant conversation and negotiation that you're doing? I think I've always been pragmatic over these last 17 years and journeys that I've done. I've been in hundreds of very, very, very scary and life-threatening situations. Mm. I think the, um, the one lesson I learned from Madagascar was, um, yeah, I'm a good paddler, I'm a good swimmer. And the one day, I mean, many days, I got caught in storms and I didn't know where to land. I didn't have GPS, didn't have NSRI, people could come and rescue me. I was all alone on that little kayak, yeah. overladen with my gear. And I remember it, it hitting me like the penny dropping, but something that I obviously knew that you can't beat the ocean. So as soon as you understand that, and I'm not saying Fana doesn't know that yet, but he's going to learn one lesson through a storm, is that as hard as you try to fight this ocean, the ocean doesn't even know that it is fighting you. Hmm. You're fighting it. It doesn't even know it's fighting you. So that's where you just need to take a step back and say, how do I survive in this scenario? And us in that little boat, it is a very confined, very, very um, uh, uh, confined space that is almost debilitates any thought of how do I save myself? Because you could say, I could do this, I could do that. You can't in that tiny little boat. So, Mm. Again, I say it, and of course I'm going to get to know Fana better. I'm, I'm glad that he wants to learn. A learning spirit is always one easier to work with, and Fana doesn't know it either. I learn also. I grow. I, I become better. If I want to impart the knowledge I've learned over all these years, I've got to learn how to be able to do that, and Fana is going to be my teacher in that. So let's hold thumbs that that happens, but I just hope that Fana realizes that he's allowed to be scared. He's allowed to panic to some degree. And then he needs to take control of the situation and solve it. It's easier said than done. Fana first needs to get in that situation to learn how he reacts. Mm -hmm. If he overreacts, he can rectify it later. Yeah, yeah. But, but in um, your adventuring, have you had to? Yeah, um, I've spent time in the Drakensberg yeah. and overnight it snowed on us. So I was leading a group of about seven people. Mm. So I've had to get people out of dangerous situation. I've I never had any... Um, incident because I had to take control. Yes. So in terms of leading, I've led a lot of situations. Um, I also work with um, firewalking. I'm a firewalking instructor. So in terms of making decisions quick, getting out of your own head, it's so. Those are some of the things I master. But every situation is different. Yeah, yeah. So because every situation is different, I am yet to learn myself in the ocean. Absolutely, and, and that's, fear that's will present exactly differently with differently. every situation. Yeah, so I'm not going to firewalk that. <laughs> There's no Can way. you take me with you? <laughs> now I feel like I need to go. I want to go. I want to go. Well, let's take a break while I negotiate <laughs> behind the scenes, off air. Let's take a break. If you have any questions. Uh, do feel free. Give us a call. 011-883-0702. Your um, SMS is on 31702. Your WhatsApp's on 072-702-1702. Um, and we'll tell you about the route. We'll talk about the boat, more about the boat and what else they'll be, they'll need to survive on this odyssey from, uh, mainland Africa to uh, across the Atlantic and this time around to the Caribbean and not New York. So your calls on 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. The Friday Profile. Right, and we're back. We are back. Um, I'm still negotiating, by the way. Riyad Mansa <laughs> is a South African solo adventurer. And uh, we're also joined by Fanafigilele Paga, who is going along with him for an adventure of a lifetime as they go across the Atlantic. Um, so, Riyad, what is the route? So, we leave um, from a southern island, an island called Future Ventura in Canary Islands. We leave from a little place called Morahable. Mm -hmm. um, 
and that's where Fana Fakila is also going to learn to speak a little bit of Spanish. Yeah. I don't know if you how his Spanish <laughs> is. Yes. Um, and then we're going to head the trade winds. So we're going to head towards the equator and um, land up in one of the southerly windward islands, Barbados, yes. which has been, as for me as a child, Gosh, wow. Guys, are you just, sure you're not just going on holiday? Yeah, this probably. This isn't a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, if we hope to get over there. Hey, listen, we definitely hope to put our feet up afterwards for a week or so. So, you know, I'm, I'm promising Fana, if we can do it in a quick enough time, you know, I don't have to be back early. He maybe have to be back for work as well. But... We can put our feet up for a week, you know. Yo, yeah. I want to see what the Barbadians do, man. Yes. I hear so much about them. <laughs> like Rihanna. <laughs> Let's go to Michael. Please put your headphones on. Michael is calling from Benoni. Uh, good afternoon, Michael. Hi. Good afternoon, Naza. How are you? Good. How are you? Yes. I just want to find out. I can't help but wonder. This past uh, distance is that Rihanna uh, has the same. How, how has he ended a situation where, where, when he spots a, a shark? You know, I, I'm so... I, I just asked myself, uh, I'm sure you might have met him. Sharks, I know. So how, how, how does he deal with it? I'll, I'll listen and read it. Thank, Thank you, Michael. So how do you handle the sharks yeah, you meet? The sharks are exciting. I think... Um, the, the, I got a little bit lackadaisical. I think to halfway through the Atlantic row, there was footage where I filmed with my um, little camera mm. in the water. A shark followed us for about three hours in the middle of the ocean. Can you imagine? About the length, about two thirds the length of our boat. Three hours. three hours. He just hung behind us. We were rowing, and then I filmed him, and then he shot forward to come see what the camera was, and bumped into the camera, and I didn't. Pull my hand out immediately. And that's obviously dumb. That's, that's really not clever. But what fun and I will do when we go for our little dips, our bath slash swim. Yeah. Um, then we'll be on duty to make sure that sharks don't eat us because, um, oh, it's a lovely little piece of bait just hanging off the side of, of the boat. Of so course. Of course. The sharks are scary. Yeah. Here's another question. Dudu wants to know how long uh, does it take to cross the Atlantic? Will they take? And will they be seated this entire time? So this also, uh, mm-hmm. if we can quickly just talk about the boat, because what, seven meters? Yeah, 6.9 meters long. It's 1.5 meters wide mm-hmm. and two cabins on either end. One smaller cabin that's about half a meter high and the other cabin is about one and a half meters high. So imagine sitting at your office now and imagine a 1.5 cube box. That's what Fun and I will live in for the 45 days if we row well. So we, we're we going to get to know each other well. We're going to yes. have to get over some things, I guess. I'm a shy guy. I don't know how shy he is. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I know what kind of... That which territory of life you're talking about. <laughs> and, um, and then I just think the um, the lady said, will we be sitting? We're going to row for about 10 to 12 hours a day, weather permitting, if okay. we can be safe, uh-huh. um, 10 to 12 hours. But then Fana's going to find this out. The chance he gets to stand and stretch his knees, your knees become these painful balls that you just want to stand and stretch after yeah. the first five hours. So. Rowing, of course, we're sitting. But um, the other time, I see Fun is also going to try and stretch as, a bit. As much as possible. Let's conclude with Matefo calling from Midrand. Hi, Matefo. Hey, Azania. How are you? Good. And you? I'm good. Mm. Yes. No, I'm actually a first-time caller at 702, but oh, I had to. Yes. Fun is my son. Ah! I'm not going to let him come to the studio for the, one of his biggest highlights and let him not say, not say anything to him. So I would like to say congratulations to him. And I'm so proud of him. And I'm looking forward to what this adventure has in store for him. And to Rian, 
you would, you couldn't have made a better choice. Yes, I love that. You couldn't have made a better choice. Fana mm. is the guy, and trust me, he's not going to disappoint. Matthew, I'm sure thank he you won't. for the call. Shame, he'll make you, he's going to make you proud. Yeah, don't cry. <laughs> Uh, lovely. <laughs> so uh, lovely. just a quick one I've got to take news is this going to be on television it is we have a, uh, a agreement with Mnet it will be on a Sunday night slot the wild one slot when we get back probably March and then Zania just in, in closing the top 10 guys that entered and that made the top 10 they were incredible individuals I actually want to thank them you know Fana knows that he was fortunate he's not he's not skewed to the fact that these guys were all capable of doing it so first of all you're going to meet those top Top 10 in the documentary and then you're going to be able to finally see Fana and I raise our hands in Barbados successfully having crossed the ocean yeah Fana how are you feeling um, I'm quite excited yeah. nervous but mm-hmm. I just want to start yeah I, I just I don't want to think too much about it mm-hmm. just want to get the mission started and we'll take it from there fantastic congratulations thank again you very much. Thank congratulations you very much. thank you you have supporters will be watching from home and just cheering you on awesome. thank you uh, guys all Cheers, of the Zania. Best. thanks for having all us of the best early December is when it all begins um, and hopefully they'll get that R&R time in uh, in Barbados once they arrive. Arrive.